You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting The Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. We are continuing our series for Set Apart to Serve as we learn about church workers and encourage young people, people of all ages really, to consider church work as a potential vocation. Joining me today, the Reverend Andrew Whalen. He's pastor at Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Lawrence, Kansas. Pastor Whalen, thanks so much for being my guest on the Coffee Hour today. You're welcome. Good to be here. So tell us about your path to becoming a pastor. What what did the Lord use to bring you to this path of serving the office of holy ministry? Yeah, I I never had any kind of a lightning bolt experience or anything like that, but I would, my family growing up uh, were, my parents were both Lutheran school teachers. So I grew up in a church work setting. I thought about a number of vocations, possible vocations through high school, but by the time it was time for college, I had decided to go to Concordia University in Nebraska and was planning to become an, a Lutheran elementary school teacher like like my parents. And but then during college, more and more was thinking about the possibility of becoming a pastor. And again, no lightning bolts or anything, but somewhere along the line, junior, senior year at uh, Concordia, Nebraska, I decided to take Greek and from from Seward went on to St. Louis to the seminary and became a pastor. So your parents were certainly influential just by means of their vocation and the time that you spent, I'm sure, seeing them in their vocation and all the the dynamics of their vocations as educators or Lutheran teachers certainly impacted your view as to what path you might go on and, and, and pursue as a vocation. And then while you were at Concordia, uh, university, you studied Greek. What prompted you to study Greek? You know, that's, I was already thinking about it, but at the time I was looking at majoring in biology or, or an emphasis in biology as I was getting the degree in, in education. There was a class that I had signed up for that last minute got canceled and Greek was an option and that was the turning point. I went ahead and took Greek and here we are. <laughs> Greek was an option. I feel like that should be your quote for yeah. <laughs> your vocation. Right, right. So as you were studying the language, and I had the privilege of studying Greek uh, as an undergrad as well, Koine Greek, what were you learning? What was that class like? And how did that, as you were studying it, did it, did it shape your your picture that image of where you saw yourself down the road in the future? Yeah, there's something very uh, powerful about if you've never looked at a Greek Bible and then that first day of class, you open up the Greek Bible, you're looking at the original language. For me, that was, that was my first time doing that. And the, you're suddenly aware of the close, the closeness now of God's word as you're looking at it no longer in English or some other translation, but, but this is the, 
this is, this is Greek now. So it, it was exciting. It was difficult, very difficult. Actually. I think the lowest grades that I got in college were in Greek and then Hebrew because they were, they were child. That was a challenge for me, but, um, also, also very powerful. And, and I, I ended up enjoying it. So as you studied the, the Koine Greek language and saw that closeness, feeling that, that sense of, you know, the, the word of God being somewhat removed, set aside, and now seeing the sense of closeness by studying God's word in the original languages, uh, that drew you, it sounds like drew you into the word more. And then as you studied the word, when was that, where was that point where you decided that maybe I will consider going to seminary? Was it while you were still an undergrad? Yes, um, still an undergrad and, and had always had it maybe in the back of my mind some that, that that might be a possibility, but gradually junior, senior year of college, it became more and more clear to me that, that this is what I wanted to do and, and where I would go next. And then tell us about that, that transition then. What was seminary life like for you after you graduated from Concordia University, Nebraska? Did you go directly into seminary after that? Yes, I went straight to the seminary. Uh, I, I had my degree in elementary education and a Lutheran teacher diploma and, and all that, but I did not actually go teach anywhere. I went straight to the seminary and there found that, that theology and church history, all these topics that we were studying, homiletics, studying how to preach. It was again, challenging. It was, it was difficult work, but I enjoyed it and I enjoyed learning what I was learning. So how did your education to your preparation to become a Lutheran teacher also prepare you for your life as a seminarian and then as a future pastor as well? How did that, that Lutheran teacher education prepare you for what you would be doing as a seminarian? You know, that has been such a blessing. I have been so thankful for that over the years to have had that background in elementary education as a degree, but, and not only as a degree, but also growing up in a teacher family and learning the importance of being able to communicate in a way that, that works with your audience, being able to put into words that, that, that your people are going to be able to understand using appropriate methods and illustrations. So talking to second and third graders in a children's message is very different from talking to seventh and eighth graders in confirmation, which is very different from talking to brand new Lutherans versus talking to lifelong Lutherans and how to adapt all of that and, and to, to be paying close attention to how how your teaching is, is how effective it is, how, whether, it, whether or not it's working and what might need to be changed. So the methods of education have been a very important blessing to me in my work as a pastor. Throughout those years of formation, whether it was as, as an undergrad or as a seminarian, or maybe even your early years as a pastor, um, who were the people who supported you, who encouraged you as you considered this vocation, as you prepared for this vocation, or as you, you took your first steps in this vocation as a pastor? 
Well, my wife, above all, has been my support and in many cases, my, my encourager, uh, cheerleader, I, I guess you could say. Um, I also take great support from both my family and my wife's family. They are both my, my wife's family. Also her parents were Lutheran school teachers and she grew up in that environment as well. I have lots of relatives on both sides that are in church work in one way or the other and serve as a, uh, strong support and encouragement to me. People that I can call or email and say, what do you think about this? And, and they've got excellent opinions on most things. How about your parents? How, what was their support for you like as you were considering church work, whether it was that path to become a Lutheran teacher or pursue seminary and becoming a pastor? What was your, like, your support from your parents like? Yeah, they were very open to, to all of my ideas. I mean, I had a lot of different ideas, especially earlier as to what I might want to go into as a vocation. Um, in other words, they, they did not try to push me into church work, but as, as I considered becoming a teacher and then also a pastor, they were very supportive and, um, ready to do what it takes as parents to make that, make that happen. So without pushing, they were still very supportive as you considered this vocation. Oh, yes. Um, very honest way. You know, I, I was aware having grown up in it. I, I know mm -hmm. that, well, I, I know now, I don't know that as a child, um, I would have known all of the positives and negatives of church work vocations. My parents did not bring most of the difficulties in front of their children, the, the, the difficulties they might've had at church, or that was something that they would discuss between themselves. And for me, growing up in a church work home, delightful experience, and I'm very thankful for it. And I was very comfortable thinking about going into that same vocation myself. We're continuing our series in Set Apart to Serve, learning about church work vocations. Our guest today is the Reverend Andrew Whaling. He's pastor at Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Lawrence, Kansas. We'll continue the conversation in just a moment right here on The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason, to use your God-given gifts to help others, to live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world, to live a life that's uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50-plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live uncommon. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. We are continuing our Set Apart to Serve series as we learn about church work vocations and encouraging young people, people of all ages, to consider church vocations, church work vocations. Our guest today is the Reverend Andrew Whaling. He's pastor of Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Kansas, Lawrence, Kansas. And we've been chatting about his path to becoming a pastor. 
And now let's let's jump forward to now your time serving as a pastor in a congregation and particularly talking with parents and families about the possibility of children or youth uh, pursuing church work vocations. As you talk with parents and families, what are some things that are important for parents or families to consider as they, 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 they think about maybe encouraging their children to consider church work vocations? Yeah, I, I, I guess the first thing would be that there is a great need for church workers. We just finished our Kansas District Convention last week and President Harrison was there and he emphasized again the need for church workers, the shortage in the church. And so this is something that parents should know about, the church in general should know about. And that's that's kind of one of our main reasons for reaching out to young people and who, who present a suitable aptitude for various church work vocations and encouraging them to, to consider that. Not only the youth to consider it, for themselves, but the parents to consider it for their, for their children. This is a great need in the church. You used a key phrase there that I want to dig into a little bit more, a suitable aptitude for uh, service in the church. What are some things that parents might be looking for if they see in their child and their youth that might be a, a good match potentially for serving in a church work vocation? What are some things you think parents might might pick up on that, that would be helpful, that, that, that might indicate that their child might be a good match for church work vocation? Well, one of the things, and I, I would, I would speak to church workers right now would be the encouragement from church workers to the child to consider a particular vocation. So for example, if your child, if, if your DCE says to your child, you know, you would make a good DCE, or if your, if your pastor says to your child, to your son, that you would make a good pastor, that, that should be taken, given serious consideration, not just dismissed. Just like if anyone else in a, in a particular vocation, a farmer, a mechanic, an, an engineer, whatever comes up to your child and says, you would make a good engineer. Well, as a parent, I would, I would be very interested to, to know why they think that. And, and, um, even if it's something that I'm, I myself had not considered previously, but if I'm noticing in my child an openness to the word of God and to faith and a respect and appreciation toward God and the church and, and, an interest in the things of the church, the, the goings on of the Lutheran school, this is something that they are, you know, you know, so perhaps as a child, they are a good listener. They are, they are patient in explaining things to others. They have a certain intellectual aptitude, willing to, to learn from the books and, and so forth. Then yeah, why, why not consider one of the church work vocations. Do you think parents might have doubts about encouraging their child to consider church work as a future vocation? How would we, how would you address those doubts that parents might have? Yes, they would have doubt. They do have doubts. Uh, <laughs> in some cases, parents will not even consider 
this possibility that it's not just a doubt. It's a, it's an outright dismissal of the possibility. And a lot of it has to do with money concerns. If your child is going to be in a, in a church work vocation, that's going to mean at least a, an undergraduate degree and ideally at one of our Concordia universities, that means the cost of a private college education. And I, I notice today that many parents anymore don't even consider that they, they assume whatever the child does, it, it, it's going to be maybe community college, that kind of thing. It, it can't cost any money. So that, that right there is a, a major stumbling block. It may also be for parents that if they have been in the middle of a situation at church that where, where things were difficult between church worker and congregation, and they saw perhaps the congregation not behaving like a Christian congregation ought to, or they saw a church worker that was not uh, conducting himself as a, as a Christian leader then they may, they may bring that experience back to their own decisions about what their own children should be getting into. So how would you address those, those difficulties and joys of church work vocations with parents? How would you help parents work through those questions, those challenges, as they think about those difficulties that church workers might face? Yeah, I would, I would certainly acknowledge and be honest about the the money concerns my my wife and i i'm a pastor my wife miriam is has been working as a substitute teacher we are not making money right and left but we put all three of our children through not all the way through in one case he decided not to continue but we put them through concordia nebraska and we made it work financially sometimes parents dismiss this possibility before they actually look into it and if you sit down with any of the Concordia University people and let them run you through the numbers, you might be surprised at that it's more affordable than you think. And especially if your children are going into church work, that's going to mean that there's going to be even more financial assistance out there from the university, from your district, from other church organizations, maybe even from neighboring congregations, church workers are needed by the church. And so it would not be out of bounds for a church work student to be reaching out to not only his own congregation, but perhaps the congregations in your circuit. And do any of them have endowment funds, that kind of thing that maybe they would want to support this with? So look into it, the financial concerns. Yes, they're there, but but look into it. And then as far as the, the rest of the, you know, the, the, the life of the church worker, how well will they be, be received? I can, I have three sisters who are in church work. My wife has siblings that are in church work. We're in church work. We overall vast majority, 95% of our experience has been very positive. We're very thankful for the, the vocations that we chose. We would do it again if we had the choice. And yeah, I'm, we're not going to promise that everything's going to be wonderful, but then nobody can promise that in any vocation. 
What have been some of the joys for you as a pastor throughout your vocation that you would want others to know about as they consider potential church work vocation? It is a joy to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is a joy to lead people to understand what the gospel actually is. There are a lot of misconceptions out there, even even among Missouri Synod Lutherans. We we need to be reminded again the the power and the and the joy of justification by grace through faith and what that means in our theology and in our life. That that's that's a great joy to get to do. It's also it, it's also good that whatever church worker you're talking about, the rest of the world, the rest of society addresses issues of body and mind, but we get to talk also about spirit and bring that very important aspect of life, address that aspect as well. So maybe, you know, for example, a public school teacher can do a wonderful job of addressing, you know, educating body and mind, a Lutheran school teacher will educate body, mind, and spirit. And uh, a Lutheran school teacher can pray with her child, her student. A Lutheran school teacher can, um, can, can bring in the good news of Jesus and what does forgiveness mean and, and apply all of this to situations that the students might be going through. And anywhere else in the world, that very critical aspect of life would have to be left out. So yeah, as a pastor, I get to, I get to instruct people in God's word. We get to study God's word together. We get to grow in Christian faith and uh, learn together how to apply that to daily life. What would you like your brother pastors to consider when talking with parents and families about helping youth consider church work vocations? Well, I've, I've, I don't have them in front of me, but I've read a couple of times something about how as young people consider the possibility of church work vocation, they will often uh, refer back to an encouragement they received from their pastor, from their teacher, from their DCE, and that that played a critical role in their decision to go ahead and pursue this vocation. So the Holy Spirit uh, works through means, and in some cases that can mean a pastor sitting down with a member of his church and encouraging him to consider or her to consider a church work vocation. Set Apart to Serve. You can learn more at lcms.org slash setaparttoserve. My guest today, the Reverend Andrew Whaling, pastor of Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Lawrence, Kansas. Pastor Whaling, thank you so much for spending time with us today on The Coffee Hour. You're welcome. Glad to be here. You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support The Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.